Howdy Yokes, Ethan here. Uh, Tyler had a bit of an issue with his audio this week for the Monday Lorian. Uh, and by an issue, I mean it's gone completely, entirely never to come back ever. So we're going to be pushing the Monday Lorian back by a week. We're going to re-record episode six on Thursday and have it out Monday. It's going to be a good, good time. But until then, enjoy this episode, the first episode of our D&D duet series going on in the Hash Browns right now. Reminder, you can get access to the Hash Browns by going to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and pledging just $5 a month. You can hear where we've come to in this story. New episode coming Thursday. Anyway, until then, enjoy the first episode and we'll have you back to our regularly scheduled programming on Thursday. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to the Hash Browns. I'm Ethan Edgel. And I'm Tyler Carlin. And this is episode one of D&D Duets. I'm so freaking excited in my first chance dungeon mastering. I'm so excited. I'm glad that you're getting to like do this with me and just like break it in. You know, I, I, I would no means consider myself an expert Dungeons & Dragons player, a dungeoneer at this point. But I kind of know what I'm doing enough that you can like throw stuff at me and I'll probably be all right. Yeah, and this is going to be just like a really low stakes, quick, quick adventures. Uh, the adventure that we're playing today, I think would normally take like two to two and a half hours. We're going to truncate that to about half an hour of play. Uh, but we're also only going to do a very small part. I was going to say, we're not just going to cut it. No, and no, be like, no. Oh, we're, bye. We're... <laughs> and that's the adventure. Bye. <laughs> Uh, All right, so so let's dive right into it then. If we're going to do half an hour, let's not waste a single second. Okay. Tyler, what do I need to know? Our story starts in the Barbarian Village, which has been in existence for some time now. What is the name of this Barbarian Village, Ethan? Rogthar. In the Barbarian Village of Rogthar, we find our hero. Uh, our hero is a young barbarian who is ready to go through the rites of passage to be the next great barbarian warrior of the land. Uh, we meet a young promising hero who has excelled in all courses throughout uh, their their journey and is of some relation to uh, the leadership of Rogthar. Uh, and as such, our young hero does get private one-on-one -on -one lessons and training in both combat and uh, the ways of the world, which for a barbarian is considerably more training than most would get. Most often it is lift weights, pillage, kill, conquer. Uh, but as sort of a uh, the the member of a royal family, you do get a little bit more nobility and a little bit more education and access to other types of characters that you otherwise would not have. You also live in the nicest hut in the barbarian village, which is where our story begins. Uh, the warm afternoon sunlight pours through the large windows. Combining with the droning voice of your mentor, you are almost dozing off. You are falling asleep. A barbarian is not one for education, for, uh, <laughs> for high learning. And on this particular day, even though you have known Master Elias your entire life. You just can't seem to sit through another lecture from 112-year-old wizard. It just doesn't appeal to you, especially on this your final day. Man, he's got classes the last day of school? Brutal. It is more of a preparation for Ragnarok's uh, rite of passage. And it, it's kind of like the last day of school where you don't need to pay as much attention, right? You're just kind of getting that. It's like a baccalaureate, right? Yeah, getting those life lessons, those juicy, juicy life lessons. And thus, our story begins. I got, I have chills. I love the story setting part. I have like ASMR tingles. <laughs> Are you even listening to me, Ragnarok? Uh, listening might be a bit of a strong word. I Rag can't say that I was fully awake. Ragnarok, the Solstice Festival is tomorrow. Today is our last chance to spend some time together to learn. You are most promising pupil. 
I have full faith that as you attend the Solstice Festival, you will wear the crown with honor. Yes, I certainly hope so. I've, we would say, trained my whole life for it. <laughs> Remember, the festival lasts two weeks. You'll how, need to prepare. How can I forget? It is, you know, a yearly occurrence. A, a, a seasonly occurrence? A sometime, at least once per year occurrence, I would imagine. Well, once in your lifetime are you in this yep, position. Of okay. course, but I've seen it, I would assume. Of course, two weeks. Uh, yes, very very well. Yes, sir. We are, we are maintaining war with neighboring nations. It is our duty and your expectation to conquer. Yes, I would love to be getting on with the conquering, honestly. That is the rest, what the rest I trained of your for family, again. The rest of your family has already left. You will be the last to go. Can't, can't wait to meet back up. Up with mummy and daddy, brother, <laughs> brothers, siblings. I don't remember at this point. The only ones back here are myself, and you know me, Master Elias, and Stormguard Barmir, who, of course. of course, you know. As Master Elias, I definitely didn't forget your name between the time you said it and now. <laughs> as as he chuckles, he lays a hand on your shoulder, and you feel warmth go throughout your body. Uh, the city of Rognar, is that where we are? Uh, yeah, Rogthar, I think it was. Rogthar? Rog no, I've Rognar, forgotten. maybe? I don't remember. No, it's gotta be Rogthar. I would not do Rognar. I couldn't be, okay. I can't be Ragnarok of Rognar. I'm gonna, <laughs> if I didn't say it, I'm retconning, it's Rogthar. Rogthar. Yes. Uh, Rogthar is very, very far north. Uh, what you would consider similar to our, like, Nordic states. Uh, the, the fjords, the cold weather, it is extremely cold year-round, and barbarians are not known for wearing a lot of clothing. They've just learned to cope with this. Uh, but as Master Elias puts uh, a hand on your shoulder, you do feel just this surge of warmth go through your body, and even as he lifts his hand away, that surge of warmth remains. Excellent. Feel warm. Do you, do you have any questions about this? Uh, um, should I? I don't know. Is this something I felt before from Master Elias? This is not something that you have ever felt before. This is a brand new feeling. It's not in the barbarian way for really any sort of physical affection. So it is unusual that he would be tapping you on the shoulder for any reason, even though he's a wizard in this uh, otherwise barbarian landscape. Can I do a perception check to see if I can gauge how he's feeling and how to respond appropriately? Sure. Oh, I am good at perception. I forgot about that. <laughs> you are very good at perception. But that makes sense because you're a you're a top of the class sort of. I rolled a, a dirty 10. Dirty 10. Yeah, 6 plus uh, 4. With a dirty 10, a 6 plus 4, you feel like he is being honest. He is... He is telling you the truth, but you don't get any insight as to what this warmth is. Okay. Master Elias, I feel as though you're going to miss me. I can't imagine this village without you. Nor can I. I... Only hope that I can go forth into the world as my family has done and make my home proud. I'm sure you will. But before you leave, do not forget to pack for your journey. Before you go to your room, however, go see Stormguard Bormir. Uh, he has your training council, your final uh, training arena visit ready to go. Excellent. I will certainly miss... Did you say Bormir? It is Stormguard Barmir. Barmir. Okay. I was like, there's no way you named this guy Boromir. <laughs> I didn't name him at all. That this would be a, wild. Is, I, I took this name. <laughs> yes, I think I'm going to miss Barmir just as much. I will go see him, and I, I go do that. Okay. I go see Barmir. Uh, as you leave, um, Master Elias claps his hands together, and you feel that warmth through your body 
resurge, and then it goes back to the sort of subtle feeling you'd been feeling. Right. Uh, and he smiles and gives you a wink. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just... Uh, oh, you're fine. Don't apologize for reading your notes. So you uh, step out of the carriage. You, uh, this final conversation you had with uh, Master Elias was really more of a, a carriage ride than uh, the conversation in the uh, training hall or in the, the teaching hall. And as you leave, you walk in and you see... Uh, you walk into the training center and you see a just a huge wide room that reminds you more than anything of like a stage like a stage production okay there is scaffolding everywhere and it's very clear that it's been put up and taken down in a hundred different ways to set up a hundred different scenarios uh, but as you see it today uh, the scaffolding is all just sort of stocked off to the side but you can even see where it was recently set up and there were parts of it that were more permanent like you can see where behind them there's less charring and less wear on the wood behind it right um so like really it's been stripped down in this situation more than you'd ever seen it before and as you walk through the door you see a dwarf um with very very heavy plate armor very heavy plate shoes uh and two battle axes across his back uh with bald hair and a long brown beard uh and this is Stormguard barmere uh, would you say that we have a a cordial relationship of a a friendly relationship or does he not like me uh he respects you as the top of your class but he's definitely like a like a bartender uh in that like he has no problem just giving you shit gotcha okay well if it isn't the worst fighter in the land oh Bob, how's yeah. it going ragnar you old so-and-so are you mm. worst fighter would we say worst fighter would we well, well. i mean it depends on what you consider to be in the land but as long as you're standing in the room i can't say that i would consider myself the worst <laughs> i don't think you want to go down that road i don't think you want to go down that road uh, one day one day i will best you <laughs> Uh, I've got one final challenge for you, and as you can see, the arena is a little different than it usually it's is. pretty bare in here. I'm, I can't say that it's put me at ease. Oh, well, I, I don't imagine it does. There's a few final preparations I'll need to go through, and of course, before you come into the arena for the battle, you'll need to go through the special dungeon that I've set up for you. You don't know what you're going to run into at the Solstice Festival. Okay. Well, let's be on with it then. I'm eager to join my father in battle. <laughs> okay. Uh, Am I right? Like you, you, you said that my my family has gone off to war. I'm assuming that yeah, like, I don't have much family left in this town. Correct. The only people in this town uh, are going to be Master Elias, you, Stormguard Barmir, and then the you know the like minimum guard necessary to keep the town right. Like everybody has left for the Solstice Festival, which is a teleport away. Like it is, it is not like there are still caravans being put together. Like it is in another place. If you are right. in Northern Norway, this is in like Bristol, London. Okay. Bristol, so like, England. like, like Quidditch like World far, Cup type. Yes. It is okay. far, far away. Excellent. Um, you go into what is effectively fantasy locker rooms um, and you put your gear together and you, you sort of get ready for the, for what's ahead of you and it's it's a little bit you have a little bit of time so you know that the room's not going to look like what you just saw but you know that he must be planning something since you were just it's never looked this way before right uh as you leave the locker room the smell of freshly worked pine greets your nose as you step over the threshold and enter your trainer's newest death trap suddenly the light from the magic torches in the hallway from the locker room to the arena uh that had illuminated the room vanish and you're plunged into darkness barmir laughs and that echoes across the training grounds Ah, uh, but my my dark vision does not laugh. Your dark vision does not laugh. Yeah, I have dark vision of sixty feet. Okay, uh, that will let you see through the whole the whole of this. Cool. Um, 
you walk up and you see that there is a basically directly in front of you after a short hallway there is a solid wooden door what do you do the end and the only thing here is the wooden door only thing in front of you is the wooden door i walk toward it and brazenly open it It or i try to it does not open okay Um, oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry you open it yes i i attempt to okay roll a dex save a dex save oh god don't know that that's my strong suit no it's not bad Uh, that's gonna be eight plus two ten. Another dirty ten. Okay. Uh, you jump out of the way and and jump back through the door, but you don't. You hear something fall, but you don't know what it was. And you jump back through the door and shut it with you. Okay. Um, and you get the impression that you cannot just do this thing again. I can't. Just, okay, I got like a like it. It fell and then unfell, like crimed to fall again. Okay. Um. Yes. I'm gonna. I got a passive perception of fourteen. Do I notice anything that could be of help? Um. Or do I need to just actually not, roll perception? Not passive. Yeah, you're gonna to roll for that. Okay. That's a 14 total. Okay. Uh, the door is rigged with a wire. Uh, and you can even see with a 14 that what fell was um, like a a very, it's almost like a, a gelatinous cube. It's a very sticky, sticky material. Um, but you do get the impression that if you don't disable it, it can go back into place and fall onto you again. Okay. Um, can I cut the wire? Um, I mean, I don't think I'm going to be like a, more. like a unlucky trappy kind of guy, but can I, can I slice the wire with, <laughs> I don't know, my axe or a dagger? I have a dagger. Uh, are you sure not the axe? I can slice it with the axe. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's uh, any kind of blade to... really is what I, I mean. Uh, uh, basically my options are dagger, great axe, javelin, and mace. I don't think I'm going to slice it with a javelin. Okay. What are you going to attack it with? I'm, I'll do the axe. Okay. Roll to attack. Roll to attack the wire. Okay. Not the, well, are you attacking the door or the wire? I'm attacking the wire. Okay. Uh, it's a nine plus six, 15. Okay. That hits. Okay, the, um, the wire takes 1d12 plus 4 slashing damage. <laughs> the, the wire uh, it basically falls apart in, in a way. It, it, it falls apart and the, the goo falls and does not retract itself. Okay, can I open the door then? You can open the door. Okay, mm-hmm. what is the goo? What do I see? It is about uh, 6 feet in every direction through the door. There is just this awful sticky goo. You get the impression that if you stepped into it, you would not be able to step, step further. Further, okay. You could probably... Can I well, clear I it on a jump? You what? what yeah. Are you saying? You can, yeah, you can roll to jump. Well, but, no, what did you say? I, I was going to give you like an idea, but I don't want to give it to you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to try to jump over it. Okay, uh, that will be acrobatics or athletics. I'll let you decide. Well, if you let me decide, I'm going to pick athletics. <laughs> I have a plus six to athletics. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be an 18. Okay, yeah, you clear it just fine. Perfect. All right. And I, you know, I'm going with this like cocky last day of school type. So I'm going to um, just keep walking down the hallway. Wait, what is okay. there? Is, is, I'm assuming it's a hallway on the other side. It is hallway on the other okay. side. Yeah, yes. I'm going to keep walking um, down the hallway. So that first door was about 10 feet in and then about six feet of this at about 40 feet in you see a large chasm uh i'm not gonna walk and, into the chasm correct uh you cannot walk around it it is you know, there's walls on either side Wall of it wall, and yep. it is it is down about 50 feet and at the bottom of that 50 feet you can see uh a pool of water uh but it is it is dark you can't see anything past the pool of water okay uh but you know that you're about at the end of the hallway okay um, you also see falling, not falling, but sort of dangling in the middle of this. We'll say it's a what's left 15, 20 feet. Yeah. In the middle of this 15 to 20 feet is a rope. And on the other side, you can see the entrance to the training center. Okay. I would have to like jump and try to grab the rope. Correct. And there's water at the bottom of the chasm? Yes. It's mo- moving water. You get the impression that it's it's not going to hurt you to, to jump into it, uh, but it might be hard. You, you don't know that there's going to be a way out if you do. Right. How deep is the chasm? Uh, 50 feet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I'm gonna try. I don't think I would really look around. I think I would just straight up try to like jump across the chasm and grab the rope. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, 
Roll athletics check. Athletics? Okay. Yeah. That's 14 plus 6, 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Uh, you jump and you Tarzan this rope. You, you grab it grab it in one hand. You actually fall a little bit and then one hand climb all the way to the top and then fall again and then swing and jump off the rope and land on the other side. Cool. What do I see on the other side? There's a door? Uh, about five feet in front of you, there is a door uh, that you presume is to the arena. Okay, I open the door, or I attempt to open the door. The moment your feet touch the sand, you are on your toes for the combatants you will be arriving, uh, you know will be arriving to test your skills. You think that Barmiel will probably send in Torvald, who is somebody that you've normally combated with and is a little bit more adept, Uh, and you think this because Dressic, who you battled last week, is likely still recovering from the thrashing that you gave him last week. Oh, thoracic. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I am I am ready then. Uh, give me one second. Do, 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 do. Oh, gosh. Combat. I didn't think that I was going to have to actually combat. What did you think I was going to do? I, I know this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. Fall in the I pit? Just didn't... <laughs> in the pit. I fell yeah. into the pit. You fell into the pit. Y'all fell into the pit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Ethan, I have a DMing question that I have yeah, to go ask for you. Uh, you are, I'm guessing, you are contesting their stealth. I don't know how to. Do they have a, um, so stealth is dex, unless they're proficient in it, and then it's dex plus proficiency. Do they have, do your characters have, like, stats? They should. Yeah. Yes, they do. So it's dex? It's dex, yeah. Okay, so roll, I guess, against dex. Unless you want them to be proficient in it, in which case it's dex plus proficiency. No, that's fine. But usually it'll tell you, like, if there's a special skill. Like, when we did the thing the other day, and I had the, the scout or whatever, the guy that was shooting arrows, mm-hmm. he was, like, a plus seven stealth. Right. So, like, it said that. Okay. Roll perception against this. Okay. I said 19 plus four. Okay. Uh, as you walked into the arena, you noticed um, about 40 feet ahead of you and on the left is a barrel set on its side. And you can see pretty clearly behind that barrel, Dressic, uh, who you have fought in the past. And then about 50 feet ahead of you on the right is a uh, sort of like a sandbag, like a stack of sandbags. Yeah. And you see very clearly behind that Torvald, um, who is sitting behind that. Okay. Uh, it is a large circular arena, and they both appear. Roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. Perfect. Uh, I got a five plus two, seven. Hold on, I need a pen. Sorry, you said seven. Yep. Okay. And uh... wolf number sixteen rolled <laughs> twenty. Okay. Uh, the battle begins, and Torvald uh, runs out from behind the sandbags and charges directly for you. Ah, all right. And he has a speed of 30 and he was 50 feet away. So he uses like a dash to get right in front of you and ends his turn. Okay. What do you do, Ragnarok? Is it my turn? It is your turn. So he hasn't hit me yet. And I like we're friends and I know this is a training dungeon. So I'm like, I don't think I'm going to go into rage in this dungeon. Okay. If that tracks. Uh, You guys are barbarians. So I would. I mean, I'm I I, I was going to play that he, Ragnarok does not go into rage until something hits it. Okay. If, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to swing my great axe. At, this is Torvald? This is Torvald, yep. Torvald. I'm going to swing my great axe at Torvald. Okay. Two-handed. So I'm not wielding shield. I'm going to take... <coughs> Take my shield off. Yeah, no shield. Okay. Uh, is a 19 plus 6. Yeah, that's going to hit this first enemy of the game. Yeah, so that's going to hit. Um, two. I've never used a two-handed weapon. Hang on. Handed weapon, D&D. Uh, your great axe does 1d12 plus 4. Is that the two-handed, though? I, I'm trying to figure out how two-handed is. Uh, your great axe is, looks like it's only two-handed. Only two-handed. Okay. Cool. Yeah, okay. Two-handed does 1d12 plus 4. That is a, that is a thick number. It is, yeah. All right, it's going to be 4 plus 4 slashing damage. Okay. 
Uh, you actually do uh, eight slashing damage and one fire. One slashing and one fire damage. Excellent. At eight slashing and one fire. Well, yeah, eight slashing and one fire damage. Cool. Uh, Torvald is very much bloodied. Very much bloodied. <laughs> All right. Uh, and now it is Dressic's turn. Cool. Where is... There's that. Okay. Uh, he steps up from behind the barrel that he is hiding behind, and he uh, readies an arrow. Okay. It's going to be a, a two plus three, five. Two, I'm gonna two plus three is not going to hit my 15 armor class. <laughs> uh, okay. So he uh, fires an arrow, and it, it misses pretty considerably, but you do see it stick into the side of the uh, the wall. Cool. All right. Um. So, no, it no, no it's not Torvald's turn. turn. Yeah, it's Torvald's turn. Duh. Yes. Uh, so Torvald, uh, bloody as he is, uh, pulls out his club and he rolled a 15 plus two. 17? 17 is going to hit. Yeah. Without the okay. shield. Yep. Well, it okay. would hit with the shield. Ty goes the hitter. Okay. So that's going to be one. Uh, so that's going to be three plus one. So that's going to be four bludgeoning. Four bludgeoning damage. Cool. I am not bloody. No? Good no. God. <laughs> Things are about to get really good for you then. So he hit me. Yeah, he hit you. So I'm going to go into rage. Okay. How does that work? Basically, so what that what rage means is that I get as a bonus action, enter rage for up to one minute. So I'm taking the bonus action from my turn. It's now my turn, correctly. Yes, it is your yes. turn. Okay. So you gain advantage on strength checks and saving throws, plus two melee damage or strength of weapons, resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing damage. You can't cast or concentrate on spells while raging. Your rage ends early if you're knocked unconscious or if your turn ends and you haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn or taken damage since then. You can end your rage as a bonus action. So I'm going to expend one of my two rages per long rest. Okay. And I am going to say, Torvald, that's not very like you to do this. <laughs> and I'm going to hit him with my great axe. I'm going to try to hit him with my great axe. Uh, that's going to be a three plus six. That does not hit. That does not hit. So I'm basically going to hit some, just whiff real hard with my great axe going, ah! <laughs> okay. So uh, you do not hit. Okay. I don't and, hit. Yes. And it is Dressic's turn. Neat. And he is going to ready an arrow to fire at you. Perfect. Ah, uh, that is going to be a 10 plus 3, 13. Does 13 it reach? not going to hit. Rage does not affect your AC? Does not. As far as I can tell. Seems ridiculous. <laughs> but okay. Um, okay, so that does not hit. Uh, he fires an arrow and misses again. And now it is Torvald's turn. Cool. Uh, and he is going to swing at you again with his club. Perfect. Uh, that is going to be a 17 plus 2. Oh, 19. that's going to do it all day. <laughs> and uh, he is going to do 3 plus 1 again, 4 damage. Okay, so I have resistance... To bludgeoning, bludgeoning damage. I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, hang on. I think it's just halved. Okay, but I'm not. I'm I'm fine with that house rule. You take two damage. I'm just checking. Damage of that type is halved against it. Yeah. If it's vulnerable, it's doubled. Cool. Yeah. So I take two damage. Yep. I am still not bloodied. Okay. It is your turn. He's got 15 hit points. Oh, I... Cool. I'm gonna swing at Torvald again. Okay. That's an 18 plus six. Yeah, that hits. That hits. Believe it or not. Uh, okay, he's gonna take one. He dies. He dies and burns to death. Well, no, I'm not gonna do it. I was gonna say I was gonna do it non-lethally. Uh, you physically cannot. Okay. You will do a minimum of one plus one fire. Right, but I don't want to kill him. Or is this the is this the the the, the triggering event? Uh, is that I accidentally him. kill Torvald? It is not an accident. It's fine. Torvald and Dressic were left behind for a reason. So if they just die, it's. Gucci. Yes. They, okay, when, fine. When, when Stormguard said that this was going to be a tougher challenge, this this was okay. the next layer. Cool, cool. I do lethal damage. I cleave him into hold on, then I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna roll the the, uh, the D12 then to see what I do. Okay. Oh, I got one plus one. <laughs> one pl sorry, one plus four, so five plus one fire damage. Uh, as Torvald falls, he looks at you and says, I didn't think you'd do it by the gods, man. And he dies. Damn, I feel really bad for Torvald. <laughs> 
Dressic. I think uh, that, now that gets, I'm going to say that's going to knock me out of rage, though. Dressic now gets advantage on all throws. Cool. And I'm going to use my next turn's bonus action to come out of rage because that would have shook me. Okay. Hold on. I just locked fine. my computer. I don't know if I'm still recording. Okay. Uh. Yes, I am. Okay. Nope. Okay. Am I? Yes, I am. Okay. Dressic readies an arrow. Okay. Uh, 12 plus 3. Yeah, it hits. 15 hits. Okay. Uh, ooh. He does more damage. Uh, but you still have resistance. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be one damage with your resistance. Okay, one damage. Um, I'm technically still not bloody. I'm at 8 of okay. 15. And Dressic is sort of peering out from behind this barrel, and, uh, he is- he's 40 feet away from me. Okay. Do I have to fight him? Uh, yeah. Okay. He's gonna- he's gonna continue to attack me regardless. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna go- uh, I'm gonna run 30 feet toward him then. That's my speed. Okay. Uh, are you- you said you're almost bloodied? I'm almost bloodied, and I can't- I don't think I can do a dash because I took my action. No, I took my bonus action. I'm not going to do a dash. Okay. Um, I am 8 of 15, so. You feel something uh, in the battle brush against your leg. Gain two hit points. Gain two hit points. Yep. Can I roll perception as a free action to see what it was? Uh, sure. Okay. Oh, it's a critical fail. Yeah, you have no idea. No idea. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he readies an arrow. Cool. That, that would have hit anyway. Yeah, I did beat that. Look at that. Uh, so it hits for... You said you pulled out of rage? Yep. Uh, it's going to be three damage. Three damage. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to run the other 10 feet, and you said he's behind something? He is behind a barrel, but the direction that you would have been running, you don't need to like go around it or anything. Okay. Like you, would, you would just come up to it. Then I'm just going to attack him then. If he's continuing okay. to shoot at me, I'm going to attack him. Okay. I got a two plus six. Uh, that does not hit. That does not hit, believe it or not. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think his AC was uh, eight. No, it is not. Yeah. Okay, cool. So he's going to shoot at me again? Uh, you are right in front of him now. Yeah. Um, and I know that archers can do this, but I don't think that it makes sense narratively. Uh, so he uh, swings at you. He pulls a dagger out and swings at you with a dagger. Okay. Uh, the 15 hit. 15 hits, yeah. He hits for one damage. Okay. And then it's your turn. Okay. I'm going to swing at him. I am bloodied, by the way. Okay. I'm going to swing at him and do a four plus six. Ten. Ten hits. Ten hits. All right. He's going to take one uh, D12 plus four. So he's going to take two plus four plus one, I guess. So yeah, he takes six uh, slashing damage and one fire damage. Okay. He is bloodied uh, and, and extremely uncomfortable. And he will swing at you again with his dagger. Okay. Uh, that is a critical fail, so I'm not going to give him a roll again. Uh, he actually swings the dagger and almost hits himself. Uh, he does hit himself for uh, two damage, so... He is extremely bloody and extremely uncomfortable. I am going to try to switch to my mace okay. and try to knock him out. Are you going to hit him with like the blunt end of it? Yeah. Okay. So it's one-handed. Uh, it's a... Five plus six. Eleven. That, that will hit. Okay. And it does 1d6 plus four. Do 1d4. 1d4. Okay. That's a one plus four. Okay. It doesn't matter. Knocks him right out. Cool. Uh, so Jurassic is knocked out and Torvald is knocked out. And you hear Stormguard Barmir say, well done, Ragnarok. Well done. I would have liked to have seen you take them both out, but I respect your restraint. Well done. I'm just kind of questioning making... I don't want to kill them. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but... But the only people left in this town are me, you, those two, and Master Elias. I, I have noticed. I just, I assumed that they Did were staying behind. Did you think it behind. was for a reason? I just hadn't given it much thought to tell you the truth. I was mostly focused on making it through today and going to the Solstice Festival. Well, I'll tell you something maybe you didn't know. Torvald was a war criminal. He betrayed our family. He leaked information on this location to our greatest enemies. That is why we are moving. That is why we are not returning. And Dressic? He did it with the assistance of Dressic. And as he says this, he pulls out one of his battle axes and beheads him. Oh, yeah, I was going to go do it if he didn't. 
<laughs> yeah. So, okay, I um, feel less bad about the killing. He sort of had me shaken there for a moment, but I feel much less bad about the killing knowing that. Uh, so we are abandoning Rogthar. We are abandoning Rogthar, but there is one last person who wanted to see you before you left. Ah, uh, they were... I, I... I saw them in the, uh, well, you, I'm sure you'll run into them on your way back to your camp to pack your final things. Okay, I will take my leave then. I have much to think about. Are you leaving to walk towards your camp? Yeah, leaving to go home to pack my things. Okay. Kind of sad that nobody told me that we were moving, but uh, MBD. As you are walking towards your home camp, you, uh, feel... Sort of a familiar presence. Uh, not not a majorly familiar presence, but a, a familiar presence. And you know that it is only you, Stormguard, and Master Elias who are the living people left in this camp. Uh, and you see something that you've never seen before, especially not in this northern reach. Uh, and you look up and you see a dog. And this dog barks kindly and approaches you. And you notice that the dog has a gray coat and uncharacteristically green eyes. You notice that the dog is wearing a collar. And on that collar, there is a tag. And on the front of the tag is your name, Ragnarok. And you flip the tag over and you read the name Loki. Now I'm excited. <laughs> I'm assuming that's your cliffhanger. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. That was great. Yeah. So you're, uh, do you want to know? I, I guess we can stop recording, but uh, no, thank I don't, you for listening. To I, yeah. Thank you for listening to D&D uh, duets. And actually, I don't want to know. Okay. I'd rather find out next week on Dragon Ball Z. So you want to play again next week? That's totally yeah, fine. Yeah, sure. I have, sure. Yeah. I have more of your story. Because I have nothing prepared so far. I haven't even thought about it, to tell you the truth. So if you have okay. a story prepared, then yeah, let's let's do a couple of these and then we'll, then we'll switch. Okay. Cool. That was fun. All right. Uh, Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hash Browns. Bye. Bye.